Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Is this it? Yeah, this is it. What a shit, huh? We're standing in the woods just up from the village of Dunwich on the Suffolk coast. Where we are now is just a hundred yards or so from where the cliffs drop down into the North Sea. And there's a house here in the woods. The lane that led up to it is long forgotten, overgrown. It's a Victorian house, and it doesn't look like anyone has lived in it for decades. But this is it. This is the house that Robert Blake was leading us to. It was about a half an hour after Matt had stormed out of the studio. Victoria Ness and Marcus Byron had gone after him to make sure he didn't do anything stupid. We didn't know at the time just how stupid his plans were. Eleanor and I discussed the problem we'd been having with Matt and the new aspects of his personality that were not making it onto any of the recordings. And while we were doing that, I had spotted a strange anomaly with the notebooks. So I set up a distress flare, and while I was waiting, Victoria Ness returned. I've left Marcus with him. Two on one seemed like overkill. What's Matt doing? Oh, stomping about like a petulant child, as far as I can tell. You know, man stuff. Ah, okay, here we go. Yeah, good. Where are you? South of France, mate, by the pool. Cousin's <laughs> wedding. Oh, shit, okay. What's up? Uh, I've got a puzzle to solve. Uh, ghosts and shit? Yeah, something like that. Um, can you, can you see this? That looks like a book. Yeah, it's a notebook. Yeah, I think on paper, mate, old tech, not my area. I thought you might be able to make something out of it. I can make a bonfire out of it. Uh, I recognise that sighing. Dr. Peck is in the house. Hello, Slide. Who's the other hottie? I'm sorry, what? Slide, it's the page numbers in this notebook. He's numbered the pages by hand, but he's missed some out. Because well, he can't count. Can I see? I think the missing numbers are code. <gasps> You're right. Crafty old sod. Everything we were trying to decipher was nonsense, and he knew it. This, this whole notebook is a giant red herring. Well, sounds like Charlie's angels have cracked it there. You don't need me. I've got numbers. They don't mean anything. Is it a planet again? Did you try planets? It's going to be some X-Files shit. It's not a planet. GPS? Can we assume I've tried everything that you're going to suggest? I'm going to send you the numbers now. Right, well, no. It's not GPS. You think? I'm not sure what this is. But you can figure it out. I'm by the pool, okay? So figure it out by the pool. And figure it out he did. The missing page numbers in Robert Blake's notebook corresponded to a document in His Majesty's land registry. That is to say, it was the deed to a piece of land. This piece of land. With this old, deserted house on it. A house that was purchased back in 1897. By the Marsh Refinery Company of Innsmouth. This was Obed Marsh's house. So, are we going in? Should we wait? Before? Matt? Marcus Byron had called and told us what Matt had done and the consequences of those actions. The studio being shut down by Caroline Morse, who turned out to be the real power behind Wilberforce Ashton Heath, just as her grandmother, Abigail Fisher, had been the real power behind the Church of Starry Wisdom and, supposedly, the curse of the 20th century. Haywood is fine. He didn't sound fine. Mm. We only have a small window here. Caroline Morse and her people have the notebook now. It won't take them very long to work out where this place is, and... Well, Matt, I think maybe he should stay out of this. Kennedy, now. are you coming in? No. 
No, I'm going to wait for Matt. Okay. Let's go. Are you okay? I'm fine. Matt's going to be fine. He's with Marcus. Not worried about Matt. Okay. How long have you known Marcus? 20 years. Wow, okay. Married to him for 15. (laughs) Seriously? God, that's the last thing I joke about. We're heading up to Suffolk, to Dunwich, to meet up with Kennedy and Eleanor and Victoria Ness. This is a good sign. What is it? You recording. Well, this is all we have left now, isn't it? Marcus Byron had watched Caroline Morse and her goons enter the studio and had waited for them to leave again before he came and found me and told me where Kennedy and the others had gone. Before that, he had seen my altercation with Wilberforce Ashton Heath. So I think he was well aware that I wasn't really on solid ground, psychologically speaking. You were away for a long time. You've been to the kind of places you were at, but just for an hour or two at the most. I know what it does to you mentally. Considering you were gone for three years, I'd say you were holding up pretty well. Do I hold the record? (laughs) You actually might. How much do you remember? Nothing. Dreams? No. Bullshit. Got to let people know what's going on with you. You can't bottle it up. No one has the capacity to hold all that in. And if I let it out, you'll go mad. You might, but you might not. And if you do, you might recover. Keep it inside; it will just explode eventually. I've seen it. No one comes back from that. How do you cope? Who says I cope? I function, but it changes you. You have to accept that. There's medication that can take the edge off the nightmares. And there's some studies being done, mostly in the Middle East, about how to safely curtail deep sleep so the memories don't get a good hold on your mind. But there's no returning to normal. What's normal? (laughs) No, there's no way back to where you were. But that's true of anything, isn't it? Experience changes you. You could go on a nice beach holiday and you wouldn't be the same person when you came back. This wasn't a beach holiday. No. I don't imagine it was. Oh, we're going to have to break a window. Last resort. Stay here. I'll see if there's another way. I get that Matt's had a bad experience. But I'm pissed off he didn't talk to me pissed off that he couldn't control his behavior, that he just got angry every time I tried to talk to him about it. Then he went and blew the whole thing and got us shut down. You're going to be listening to this at some point, Matt, so there it is. It's a bunch of male pride bullshit, and this whole thing is too important. All that time, I've been trying to find you. I've been all over the world. I've been digging everywhere. I didn't give up. And after three years three years, you show up again, and you're acting like a hormonal teenager. And I get it. I can't imagine what it was like or what you went through. But I was just trying to help. I wasn't expecting it to be easy or quick, which is why I played along and pretended it was all fine. Because I thought sooner or later you'd open up about it. But you didn't. You just blew it all. You didn't let me help. You didn't talk to me. Whatever happens now, I'm sorry, but that's why we left you outside. Bingo. 
<clears throat> this place has definitely not been occupied for a long time. It's really big, Victorian, as we said. There's no carpet. The walls are pretty much bare. I don't even know if there was ever electricity put in here. Oh, I doubt it. And be careful where you're walking. There's probably a cellar beneath us, and a lot of these floorboards look rotten. So this is the Church of Starry Wisdom? I don't think so. I think it's the way in. Okay, that sounds ominous. It does, doesn't it? Probably is. Uh, should we wait for Marcus? Well, we could do. Or we could just try and make do with the person who trained Marcus. Ah, okay. I don't want to go upstairs. Why? What do you think is up there? Well, I have no idea. But I don't think the stairs will hold. Oh. And I think whatever we're looking for is going to be down. In the cellar? In the cellar. Ready? No isn't an option, really, is it? Okay, then. The only illumination we had were the flashlights on our phones. A set of stone steps led down into a long, low cellar that seemed to be about the same area again as the ground floor of the house. Whatever this space was used for, it clearly hadn't been disturbed for years. There were wooden shelving units all along one side. Large glass specimen jars were arranged in rows on these, covered in dust. After my experiences under the Devil's Reef trailer park, I knew not to look too closely. Babies. Babies? Well, fetuses. Let's not give it too much thought. Suggest we're in the right place, though. At the far end of the space, there was another door. Give me a hand. Wide stone steps descended away from us, seemingly in a spiral. These stairs seemed older and more permanent than the house above them. And around them was a cavern, an apparently limitless dark space that didn't make any sense existing beneath the quiet woods of Dunwich. I didn't bring a radio. You think this is a breach? Like the edge of one. It, it's weird, though. Weird good? Mm, no. Come on. This is it? Through those trees, according to the map. Okay. Eleanor. How are you feeling? Oh, like an idiot. Dude, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. This is not for now. I'll cheerfully beat the shit out of you later. Where's Kennedy? Inside, with Ness. You let them go in? Let. Have you met Victoria Ness? <laughs> Just a bit. So, what do we do? We wait. We don't know what's in there. No, we don't. Which means we could blunder in and screw it all up for them. So we wait. For what? I'm not sure yet. Is that... Shit! Get under the trees! Is it them? They've found this fast. Does that change the plan? Yeah, it changes the plan. How deep can this go? I reckon we've gone 40 or 50 metres down, but 
We started on top of a cliff, so... We kept going down and down for a few more minutes, and then the steps stopped abruptly. Okay. We've come to the bottom of the stairs. We're standing in pitch darkness that seems to extend infinitely all around us. The ground is rocky, uneven. What now? I'm not sure. There's nothing here. Well, even lunatics don't build a massive staircase to nothing. Maybe whatever it was wasn't finished. This is a path. But be careful, this looks like a bridge. Jesus. There was a path marked out on the ground. Just a strip of rock that looked more worn than the rest. But where Victoria Ness was standing, our flashlights showed that the strip of rock extended out across darkness. There was no way of knowing how deep the abyss went on either side. But the path itself was only a couple of feet wide. I think this is where we're meant to go. But don't fall off. I don't think I've ever had a worse few minutes in my entire life. And I've been through some stuff. The drop to either side of us could have been a few meters or half a mile. The bridge was narrow and uneven and slippery underfoot. Every now and then, water would drip down on us from somewhere above. This is salt water. I think we're under the seabed. And it's leaking? (laughs) By my calculation, the bridge was about 40 meters long. As we got to the other side, we saw a large oak door on heavy iron hinges cut into the rock wall. The door was ajar. Okay, we're in a long room with smooth stone walls, a stone floor. It's a crypt. Under the sea? Well, now it is. Maybe then it wasn't. One of the Dunwich churches from before the town sank? How is it not flooded? Because it hasn't sunk yet. This is a breach. This church is in old Dunwich. We're in the 13th century. I mean, kind of. More outside of time than in a particular period. Wherever we were in time, as our flashlights illuminated the familiar Enochian characters etched into the walls, it became clear where we were in space. This was the Church of Starry Wisdom. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.